What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly A. Louise Sports Podcast. This is episode 268 for the week of January 8th, 2023. The title of this week's episode is Streaming Scrims in the Age-Old Debate. And of course, of course, you know what? I can't even be mad at this. Uh, well, actually, first, my name's Josh A.K. J.K. Fire. This week, I'm joined by the man in the my shirt that's now his shirt, Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing on this Monday evening? I'm doing all right. Uh, to explain the shirt situation, uh, I showed up in my work year and didn't really want to wear that on the stream, so Josh borrowed me a shirt, and here we are. Yes. Um, yeah, you were saying uh, you can't be mad at something. What What are you What are you talking about? Yeah, so typically what happens is also Wes says, hello, guys, first time catching the live show, but listen to the podcast all the time. Wes, thank you for tuning thank in. You, thank you. Thank you for being here. Greatly appreciate it. Welcome to the live show. Um, also, same goes for Terraform, and same goes for Ginger. Welcome as well to both of you. So um, typically what happens is, so we're weekly, right? So typically what happens is we'll do the show, and then, like, right after or over that weekend or whatever, like, Halo or HCS will release an update to something. And we're like, fuck. You know, we yeah. missed. Missed. Fuck. Um, but now, I, I think Tashi knows that we go live at 7 p.m. Central. And if he doesn't, now he does. But, uh, like, they, they literally released the article that we're about to talk about right before we went live. Yeah. Like five minutes before we were going live today. Hence the slight delay. Yeah. We had to get it in here. We had to get it in. Um, so obviously we've got a lot to talk about, but uh, Will, do you want to know what's coming up on this week's episode of the show? What do we got? We have the HCS is ramping uh, back up for the new year, which means, yeah, obviously we're going to be talking about the up that blog post that literally just got released. Roster mania continues to get spicy. Um, the 1v1 Halo Infinite Champion has been crowned. The pools have been drawn for the Space Station Spartan Snowdown event. We have our first topic of streaming scrims, our second topic of the burst versus precision weapon debate, and then we talk about Oreos. Oreos? Oreos. Oh. Unfortunately, you cannot get them here in the United States, but yes, we're going to talk about Oreos. Okay. For a very specific reason. D okay. Will Thank without for Oreos, yes, I guess. yes. Will, without further ado, let's get into some competitive news. The HCS team is back in full swing. This is by Tashi. He said the HCS team is back in full force this week. Here's what we're focused on right now. Releasing info around Charlotte, format and qualifiers, as well as full map rotation. Working with the dev team on upcoming balance tweaks and sharing plans publicly, which we are going to talk about very shortly. Charlotte Major itself finalizing and announcing the full roadmap, which is still on the way for this month. Supporting the SSG Spartan Snowdown where necessary. Finalizing social and content plans for the season as well as graphic needs. Ensuring partner teams are ready for the, for the season to start. And HCS Grassroots rebrand and relaunch. That is... I'm... I'm excited and I'm nervous for that last one. Not because like we want to be part of the grassroots program, which would be cool, but more so in a sense that I hope that community tournament organizers get their fair share too. Yeah. That's what I hope. That's what I hope. Uh, Rookie says, finally made it to the live show. Welcome to the live show. And thank you for the follow. Greatly appreciated. Welcome. And just Josh, welcome to you as well. The next up. A tease at the competitive event roadmap. This is by Zach Briggs and Tashi. Zach asks, when is HCS coming to Texas for a major LAN event? Tashi said, this year. 
Yeah. So this 2023, year. there'll be an event in Texas. Exactly. A major. A major. Now, hopefully Tashi, and I'm not, like, hopefully Tashi read that question correctly. Because we know that the Optic Invitational will be in Texas. We know that. But that's not a major. And Zach's question was, when is HCS coming to Texas for a major LAN event? That major could be construed in a couple ways, right? Right, right. So I'm hoping that we have an actual major in Texas this year. Although I could be, uh, like, maybe I'm taking things out of context. Maybe a clarifying question should have been asked there. But regardless, we're going to have to wait and see. And Shio, welcome back to you as well. Fox, good to see you too. Next up, the Space Station Spartan Snowdown Breakdown. It's by Space Station Gaming. It's a Twitter video. You should go ahead and check it out. But uh, the talent has been announced. It's including Clutch, Why Not, Elamite, and Active. They will be the casters for the event. The one point of confusion, kind of, is Elamite is supposed to be the head coach for Space Station so is he, so the question, and this isn't meant to throw shit, like literally asking a question because I saw this being asked in Reddit and Twitter as well, but like, is he not going to be coaching the team then? Or is he again? I, I just don't know how that's going to work out. You know what I mean? From the sounds of it, there's going to be some like funky modes going on here, right? Funky. Yeah. Um, so maybe they're just like, we're going to roll and be fine. And I don't, I don't doubt them. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. All right. Here's the fucking big one. This is the one that literally happened minutes before we went live. And so Will and I are basically going to be reacting completely live. I mean, we always do it off the cuff anyway, but like it's pure emotion right now as to what we read. I didn't have time to read through it before putting in the show notes. It literally went live minutes before. So here we go. HCS year two maps, modes, and settings is by the HCS. Our aim for year two of the HCS with regards to map and mode combinations is to refine the list to respond to player and fan feedback, as well as provide a platform for competitive and entertaining matches all year long. There is a typo. We believe it's important that there's a stable foundation of maps and modes throughout the season, but that we're also making additions, subtractions, and adjustments as we go. There's a fine balance here that we believe we struck in year one, and we hope to strike again in year two of HCS. Below is the list of, mo- of map and mode combinations for the start of year two of HCS. Expect this to evolve as more maps and modes release for Halo Infinite. Capture the flag will be on Argyle, the versatile trash pile. Maybe not so Maybe much, though. Maybe not, though. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to take away that moniker for that map. After these balance updates, we'll have to wait and see as we continue with this article. But Capture the Flag will include Argyle, Empyrean, and Aquarius. Slayer will include Empyrean. Empyrean being the pit, by the way, for those who don't, for those who are coming in late and do not know, Empyrean, aka the pit remake, has been added to Halo Infinite. It is being added to HCS Season 2. So when we say Empyrean, it's the pit. I might just go by the pit because it's kind of what we everybody knows, but here we go. Slayer is the pit. Aquarius, Live Fire, Recharge, and Streets. King of the Hill will be on Recharge, Live Fire, and Streets. 
also, it, there's a trend here. Strongholds will be on recharge, live fire, and streets. And oddball will be on recharge, live fire, and streets. Okay? We're excited to see the new additions of Empyrean, the pit, as well as Argyle be played on the main stage. Balance updates. Regarding balance updates, we know the competitive community has shared a lot of critical feedback since launch, as well as since the most recent updates in November and December 2022. Here's what we're working on and when you can expect the updates, because they're not all going to be at once. Update number one, Empyrean and Argyle, which will be on Tuesday, January 10th, a.k.a. Tomorrow, because we record the show on Monday. For Argyle, the Bulldog will be replaced with the sidekick. That's already fucking huge. Yeah. Let's be real. That's two what two Bulldogs on that map? Yeah, and I, I like that it, you know, those areas get camped with that Bulldog a lot. I feel like I find a lot of people just sitting in corners there waiting for you to, to come through. So I like that change already. Agreed. Here's another one that probably get people excited. The pros, especially commandos, the commando in each base will become battle rifles. So getting rid of the commando. Basically. Yes. And then everybody's favorite thing. The fusion coils have been removed straight up completely gone. No picking up, throwing it, no longer spawning. They are gone. Is the Was the Mangler on that map? I can't recall. I would have to go back a few episodes to look at the list. Yeah. That, uh, like, I forgot who put it out. It was Bound or somebody, like, put out that list of everything right. that's on that map. Well, I know the Pulse Carbine is. Yeah. But, yeah, hey, we'll uh, talk about that soon, too. We'll right. talk about that soon. Um, let's quickly catch up on chat. Winkler, welcome back. Good to see you. Also, we'll shout you out in the um, Halo Rec League FFA standings. Stay tuned for that. Carnage says, I think coils need to be off the pit because you can now throw them. It's really funny you say that because for Empyrean, the pits, fusion coils have been removed. And the scrap cannon, a.k.a. the turret. Like, Thankfully. Yeah, turret's gone too. So there you go. See? Predicting the future. HCS Pro Talk. And then on detachment, the drop wall, the total charges are reduced from two to one. Okay? So again, that is tomorrow. That is on Tuesday, January 10th. Those balance updates are going out. Update number two. Sandbox tweaks targeted for mid-February ahead of the HCS major in Charlotte. Ammo rack update. In the ranked arena playlist and HCS, each weapon rack will now be set to a red rack, meaning once a weapon is picked up, the rack won't spawn another until the weapon is despawned. So all weapon racks now. All weapon racks in the ranked arena playlist and the HCS will now be a quote-unquote red rack. The rack will not spawn another weapon until the weapon is despawned. Frag grenades. The damage radius will be reduced. More precise with your frags, all right? Yes, and it sounds like that timer, like the increase in detonation time will still be there. They're just reducing the blast radius. Interesting, okay. 
Drop weapon mechanic. The speed will be at parity with normal weapon switching. In other words, they're making it an accessibility option like I think it was meant to be from the get-go. That's fair. That That is absolutely fair. So for those who don't recall, we talked about it a long time ago when the drop weapon mechanic uh, was first being GA'd. Uh, the issue is that it's faster. It's faster than switch than holding the button to switch your weapon to drop the weapon. It's faster to just map it to a button press or a button click, basically, and it'll drop the weapon. And my thought process was, I wonder if the intention, I, I can't speak for the devs, but in my opinion, I wonder if the intention of it was to be like an accessibility feature to make it so instead of having to long press a button, you'd able to map it to whatever you want, tap it, then drop it again for accessibility reasons. And now they're making it so the speed will be at parity with normal weapon switching. Um, so that's awesome. And the S7 sniper hip fire reduction in random error angle when no scoping. I'll have to wait and see what that means in a competitive sense when we actually see it being played when the balance updates out. Yeah, um, I didn't really experience or know to look for that mm-hmm. if it was happening. So if if it was a random thing and random error, then good, it's fixed. Absolutely. And again, so those were all the update two things that are targeted for mid-February ahead of the HCS major in Charlotte. Update number three, we're still finalizing all the changes we're looking to make here, so please don't consider these to be 100% final until we circle back and confirm in February. The soonest that these could release is season three of Halo Infinite. Not obviously the HCS, that'd be next year. But season three of Halo Infinite, which is slated to release in March, that is when these are the soonest that they could release. Footstep audio. We're adjusting footstep audio to better suit competitive play. Enemies are now harder to hear at distance and easier to hear when very close, and we improved accuracy of enemy location based on footstep audio when enemies are above, below, or behind you. Okay. The good old mangly dangly is being vaulted from competitive. It will undergo a rework in the future before being reintroduced. The mangly dangly will be no more. Soonest being season three in March. The sword will also be vaulted from competitive. It will undergo finer tuning before reintroducing as well as updating placing on maps better suited for the weapon. Beautiful. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, let's let's get it. No more of this recharge fucking off to the side by the repulsor spawn, damn it! The commando, slight retuning to reduce effectiveness. We felt the winter update pushed the needle a little too far. So we're tuning again to find the sweet spot. Do you think that it just needed to be the original commando and we would have been fine? That's where where I'm at with it. Well, we're going to talk about the whole burst versus precision weapon debate later on in the show, which I think is hilarious that it came back. Um, because like we, I I'll go on a mini rant. It's not going to be big, but like, I'm going to go on a mini rant when we get to that topic. Um, but I think I like how they're going to retune it again, because I do believe now Justin and I were playing the other day and he said it best. I think, is that he actually loves the changes that were made to the commando because now he can actually use it. 
And again, remember what we talked about. From a competitive standpoint, it is incredibly overpowered because these are the players that are best at the game. Yeah. But from a casual standpoint, the fact that now you're more cons- you can be more consistent with killing people with the gun makes you use the gun more often and utilize the sandbox more from a casual perspective is great. So I'm glad that they're going back to the drawing board a little bit and, and finding that middle ground, something that can still work in competitive, hopefully, hopefully, and can also please casual players as well. And again, I don't mean this in a negative connotation when I say casual player, because I am also a casual player in a sense. Um, yeah, I know it's always hard trying to find that balance between a casual competitive standpoint. It's really, really difficult. I don't envy them in the slightest, but the fact that they're trying, I'm down for that. I do think it needed to be tuned though, because I, I do, I do think it needed to be tuned though. Okay. Originally. Um, spike grenades, reducing randomness to alleviate frustration. So like the spread, I would imagine. Yeah. So I don't know how that's going to be more of like a cone. Cause it does just go wherever, everywhere. Yeah. Maybe there's less ricochet off the spikes. Maybe it's just like a, it goes in, like it shoots out and that's it. Like it's just the one shootout and that's it. I would like to, yeah, that's what I'm going to want to test before playing. Dive. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good question. Disruptor overall, we're looking to reduce effectiveness and or utility of the weapon in order to find the sweet spot. So they did buff technically the disruptor in the update, uh, in the last update. And, uh, so good. Good to hear that they're working on that as well. The pulse carbine will be vaulted from competitive and will explore a rework in the future. Okay. So pulse carbine, sorry, lucid, no more, uh, and then switch to BR and get a headshot immediately. You know, he was really good at it. He was, yeah. Plasma pistol, slight retuning to reduce effectiveness in order to find the sweet spot. Because yes, it, it's a little something, something right now. It definitely curves a lot more than I thought oh, it was yeah. going to curve. Let's just say that. Holy moly. That You see that thing fucking whizzing around a corner. You're like, oh shit. All right. And then ammo reduction. We're reducing ammo for the heat wave, stalker rifle, bulldog, and shock rifle. Man, talk about a competitive player smorgasbord of dreams right here. It's all happening for him. It's all happening, man. That's great. There will be new additions in season three coming into the game as well as ranked in the HCS. These include shroud screen equipment as well as the M392 bandit rifle. We're expecting these to have a meaningful impact on the gameplay meta and we can't wait to see how they all perform in your hands. Once these updates have been released, our intention is to more quickly respond to player feedback and make smaller tweaks throughout the season that maintain a fine competitive balance rather than waiting longer and having to make much larger tweaks. With regards to timing, our intention is never to pull the rug out from under competitors and make significant updates just before an event. There will be times, however, where we prioritize ensuring the event is played on as balanced and competitive sandbox as possible, and thus may enter moments where players wish they had a bit more time to familiarize themselves with tweaks. Now, they're saying this because one of these updates is slated to come out right before Charlotte. And that was one of our concerns that we talked about last week. Remember? Yes. So 
Things that we will avoid in that Titan time frame would be the addition of new maps, new modes, new equipment, new weapons, etc. However, you could see the removal of certain items or slight adjustments to existing items. As we did with the updates above, we will work to let players and fans know what's changing and when in order to be more transparent and ensure players can be as prepared as possible. So again, just to go over one more time what is slated to release ahead of Major Charlotte. This is right before the Major. The ammo rack update. Each weapon rack will now be set to a red rack, meaning once a weapon is picked up, the rack won't spawn another until the weapon is despawned. Frag grenades, the damage radius will be reduced. Drop weapon mechanic, the speed will be at parity with normal weapon switching, and the sniper hip fire reduction in random error angle when no scoping. And what's coming tomorrow? On Argyle, the bulldog is being replaced with a sidekick. The commando uh, will be replaced with a BR, and the fusion coils are being removed. For the pit, fusion coils are being removed and the turrets are being removed. And in detachment, the drop wall is being reduced from two to one charge. So it sounds to me, as long as this update works as intended, the one that releases right before Charlotte, then the drop weapon mechanic will no longer be G8'd. Because it wouldn't be there. There would there be literally no need to have a G8 anymore because the timing would be the exact same. Yeah. I think these are all good changes. It's what the pros want. If that's what's going to keep them playing and interested and keep uh, competition at a high level, let's go for it. I love it. I love it. I love how it released before we did the show, which was great because we concluded the show. Yeah. Um, I love the openness about everything. It definitely makes sense that with all the feedback that was being given by the pro players, by the competitive space that Tashi and the HCS team were not able to talk about it until now because they just didn't, they probably didn't have everything ready to go until now. I mean, they probably had to come out with, we obviously got a release structure here. They had to know what they could get done when, get things in the works. Exactly. And I love the note at the bottom where it talks about how their intention is never to pull the rug out from out of the players that even if they do have updates releasing before in a, a major event, that it won't be new maps. It won't be new modes. It won't be new weapons. It'll be balanced tweaks. Yes. What's up tools. Welcome back. Also, congratulations on graduation, man. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, I think it's fucking great. Uh, Fally says, when is HTS Charlotte? I want to buy tickets. Uh, it is at the end of February. Also, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Um, it is at the end of February. The Let me take up my calendar. February 24th through the 26th. And tickets are not available yet, but will be available this month is what I would assume. Congrats on uh, graduating. Congrats on getting your degree. <laughs> Am I like completely out of, I was going to say, what the fuck? You, like what? Ah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. The university of Las Vegas, right? Jesus Christ. A uh, battle snipe. Hey. Battle snipe. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. What a great name. Uh, Tiger Tom Lucid's dad says, Hey, what's up fellas? Hope you're good. Glad to see you boys back up and running. Did you catch uh optic gaming SSG stream today? Yes. Yeah. Did you see that Slayer on the pit? 
Oh, man. That was, uh... We'll talk about scrims in a second. That we will. That we will. Um, so yeah, magic artistry says that was a fucking beatdown. It, it really, it really was. Briggs says, yeah, faith in SSG this year. I mean, considering they're literally cloud nine, except now they have Elamite as coach instead of hoaxer. Um, I do have faith in them. We'll have to wait and see. So balance updates. Everything sounds awesome from a competitive standpoint. And it is great. Let's let's give some praise. And Magic Artistry says it perfectly. And like I said, we're going to talk about it in the scrim results shortly. But you said it perfectly. And I have I have stats up to prove that too. So look at you. Look at you. <laughs> so let's give praise where praise is due, right? Because everybody loves to shit on the HCS. Everybody loves to shit on 343. That's not what we're going to do right now. It's not what we're going to do right now. Instead... Nor do we like to do that anyway. There's no fucking point. We're going to give credit where credit is due. To the HCS team and to the 343 development team for working together, listening, gathering the feedback, and actually acting upon it in a way that benefits the players playing your game at the top level. For them, while not impacting in a negative way the casual base that plays your game as well. Round of applause. This is I'm not joking either. Like this it's genuine praise that I want to give them because I think this is great and I think this can lead to even better things in the future for this game. One of our biggest worries, one of our biggest worries is that oh my god, are we literally going to go back to where we were with Halo 5 where it took a year or longer for something to be changed in a competitive sense? And as of right now, it sounds to me like that's not going to be the case. Yeah, it's um it's one thing that I think is great too is they're when they're reworking like the pulse carbine, the pistol, um, the disruptor, they're pulling it from competitive. My assumption is they're leaving it in the normal social game modes mm-hmm. so that they're still available while they still rework these guns and these weapons. So right. I, I love that they're still going to be there and available in the game. Just not in the ranked experience. Absolutely. And well, that's it for the competitive news. Like I said, we updated our format. So, Will, what do we got next? Roster Mania! Uh, some Roster Mania news. We'll start off with Status Quo. They're looking for a roster. This is over on the Status Quo Twitter. Um, they say season two is a few days from starting and first up is the SSG open qualifier. It has been a wild off season, but we are committed to building a roster that is prepared and ready to go by the end of February for the first major in season two. Are you ready to redefine commitment? Looking for a coach as well. Uh, status quo for the second HCS season. Flamesword will be stepping down as coach more info dropping soon, but first we are looking for a new coach to support the team throughout the season. Do you have what it takes? And then they did sign uh, Magic Moonshot as a community manager. Congratulations to her. So there you go. That's fucking awesome. That is fucking awesome. Um, and Alan Juan, welcome back. Good to see you as well. 
Um, Jay Lings, Burton joins as player and Baxter joins as a coach. So they have a few new people there. Yes. Barcode. The question of barcode. <laughs> the question of barcode. Uh, posted the contract signing gif that if you don't know, it's all over Twitter. Anytime a player gets picked up or whatever moves or anybody moves within the competitive halo space, so, they always sign the same gif. Who knows where he's going, but he signed something. So things are in the works with barcode. Next up command station is looking for a team. She posts free agent with a full salary sponsorship and full ride to Charlotte for a full team. She's looking for three players and a coach. She states, I go off consistently against high-level teams and I'm looking to learn as much as I can. Plus, I can IGL as well. DMs are open. Retweets appreciated. I think the the thing here, huge shout-out to Command Station on this because what people might fail to realize right now is that the whole team, the whole team is getting salaried for this and a full ride to Charlotte. Yeah. She's looking for people to join that team. That's amazing. What, sir? Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Uh, also, Will, uh, real quick, I got a... Breaking news. Breaking news. Kevin asked Tashi, these changes are looking great. Can we expect the same map rotation and update for online ranked play? And Tashi said, yes, except detachment will remain. Got it. Okay. So there you go. That should answer your question that you had earlier. Perfect. Beautiful. All right. And the last piece of roster mania, it's potential Sentinels roster. Some things have been going around and this popped up. We don't often like to talk about speculation, but here we are. Yep. Uh, Sentinels are looking to be collect Spartan King neck and lethal with Chig hopping over as a coach. Yes. So we knew about, we knew about one of the players. Um, Oh God, I'm going to mispronounce this. Bizobi. Thank you for the follow. If I, if if I mispronounce your name, I apologize, but thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Um, why is detachment remaining? It's a great fucking question that, Oh God, it's fucking bad. Um, I got it. Oh, Fuck nice. yeah. What's it says? I'm the guy from, uh, line and worlds. We watched a few games together. Finally catching. Oh, hey, thanks. Hey. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Welcome. Holy shit. That's awesome. Um, okay. I need to make a clarifying statement from last week because, uh, I believe I misspoke. Last week when we were talking about the potential Sentinels roster, what I meant to say was the potential phase roster. Okay. Um, because originally like way, way, way back renegade supposedly wanted to be on Sentinels. They were going to drop lethal. He was going to go there. Things didn't work out. So he went to phase, blah, 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 blah. Um, the true story has yet to come out on that. This is just everything that went around last year. But so I misspoke when I said that, that 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 new phase roster was going to be the new Sentinels roster. So to clarify, the new potential phase roster would be Royal Two, Snakebite, Frosty, and Renegade, with Coach Royal One would be the assumption, right? Because 
of what the supposed Sentinels roster is now, which would be, like Will said, collect Spartan, King Nick, Lethal, and then Chig coming over as well. Um, Again, like Will mentioned as well, we don't typically like to talk about speculation when things aren't 100% confirmed because we don't want people to run away with information and be like, oh my God, this is what's being said, blah, 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 blah. Uh, B is buzzing. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. And then uh, Coded says Sentinels would have looked a lot different if they would have been able to sign who they really wanted. It's, it's the fucking $100 million question, right? So Lethal was Sparty. I thought they hated each other. I mean, hey, what about Ryanube and Spartan? Yeah, that was a thing last year. Yeah, why year. the fuck was that a thing to begin with? But regardless, okay. So let's speak in hypotheticals, right? Okay. Let's speak in hypotheticals. Go into well. the hypothetical realm Yes. Here. Ooh, the hypothetical realm. I like that. Um, That's like reflection corner type shit, right? <laughs> I like that. Uh, Sentinels won the, won the event right before Renegade left. I think think so they won kansas city yes was that yeah that was right before renegade left wasn't it i think so it's all the whirlwind man yeah, it, it, it all happened so haze. fast last year um oh god oh god oh god oh god i'm gonna mispronounce it that's a tough name for you chx marsala is it chicken marsala I have literally no idea. I'm so stupid right now. Uh, Thank you for the follow up to the thanks. live show. Let me know how to pronounce your name in the chat. If you would like to chat, if you don't want to chat, don't feel free not to. It's okay. Uh, Jurdius, welcome back to you as well. Um, okay. Let's speculate for a minute. Let's speak in hypotheticals. Okay. If that supposed phase roster is legit. Okay. Where it's three quarters sentinels. One, it's three parts sentinels, one part phase. Right? You're talking with Renegade. Yes. So it's Royal 2, Snakebite, Frosty, and Renegade. Yeah. Okay? Hypothetically speaking, if that is the phase roster, then I would, again, I would assume that Royal 1 comes over because he would not leave Royal 2. Okay? Coach, Coach comes over. That's that. So then the question remains... What happens to the players that were on phase before you have a duo in, um, Spartan, Spartan and King Nick. Yep. And then you have renegade who obviously wanted to be, who apparently wanted to be with the Sentinels guys. Okay. Coded brings up a really good point. Falcated goes to G1 with Boo Boo because they're a duo as well. That totally makes sense. I didn't even fucking think about that. that. Thank that, you. That tracks. That tracks. <laughs> that tracks. Um, so where do these guys go, right? Lethal stays on Sentinels. We knew, again, some inside baseball. We knew about one of the players on the supposed Sentinels roster when this individual told us that he would be on the Sentinels roster. So... That happens, and then you have Spartan and King Nick sticking together as a duo. They move over there. Chig already has rapport with them. Chig is looking for a coaching spot as it is. We love Chig. We stand Chig over here. Um, So Chig becomes Sentinel's new coach. Like Code had said, 
like Code had said, Falcated and Boo Boo are best buds. They're a duo as well. And things, it sounded like things, okay, a little more inside baseball, a little more inside baseball. We talked to a former member of FaZe a long time ago, and that individual gave us some information as to what happened there. So seeing Falcated and Boo Boo back together on G1, if Falcated goes to G1, would be awesome because we already know they love each other and they get along. So it all, it all checks out. If hypothetically speaking, if all of this is what's happening, if all this is happening, it all, it all, it all checks out. It all does. And like, and like Cody said, if Falcated goes to G1 with Boo Boo, then that's just fucking icing on the cake. Let's be real. That's just icing on the cake. Um, did EU drop? Yes. So EU United dropped their entire roster, what's her? And the rumors are, now they didn't necessarily come out and say it. We're still kind of waiting for that piece, for that domino to fall. But it, all signs point to them not being in Halo anymore either. So, Coded says, who would be the fourth on G1 as Falcated, Boo Boo, and Predevinator for now? I have literally no idea. I have literally no idea. Nono says, uh, also welcome back, Nono says, the HDS crowdfunding, that's that's the gamer tag, HDS crowdfunding. Yeah. Um, and that first inside baseball person need to get an, uh, an all for King of the Hill review. We'll have to wait and see, man, what happens. Terraform says hashtag best with Chig. We fucking stand Chig here, man. Uh, Godzilla, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Hello to you as well. Magic Artist just says, fuck it, get Pistola the bag. Uh, get him on that G1 roster. The vibes would be immaculate on That'd that roster. Pre-Devinator may have some choice words. Like, not, not against any of the players, but, like, if things get heated, like, I could see him getting riled up. And, like, boo-boo... We already know Foul's quiet. Like, Boo-Boo and Pistola, just the chillest people ever. Pre-Dev would be, like, the biggest hype man for that for that roster. It'd be insane. Sunzol, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Uh, Nady by Nature says, barcode on Sentinel would make sense. He grinded at Sparty's uh, in December. That would be really cool, too. But then again, we still don't know what Native is going to be. Um... We still don't, uh, what I mean by that is we don't know what Mickwin's team's going to be. So, I don't know. I don't know, man. We'll have to see. King Nixman uh, rocking the Sentinels emblem. How solid is your intel and collect on Sentinels? Very. That's the word I'd use. Very. Um, there's a lot of rosters we don't know about yet. And we, we were discussing briefly before we started the show today. One of two things has to happen, right? Like the, the Spartan snowdown is happening in fucking four days. So if your rosters are solidified 
like if your year if your HCS year two rosters are solidified, then, like you got three days to announce them if you're going to be competing in the Spartan Snowdown, or you could obviously wait until the first major because this is still technically a preseason event. You know, you think who, who the fuck knows, man? I don't. Oh, Renegade Lucid Tolik and Penguin to be world champs. I mean, hey. Fucking Optic are already world champs. Complexity should be Cycle, Vetra, Septify, and Juzero. No idea, man. Also, welcome. Good to see you. Uh, Sloss God. I imagine it's Sauce God, but I like Sloss God. <laughs> welcome to the live show, and thank you for the follow. Greatly appreciated. Um, Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. I, I'm hoping, because all this, I hate, I the thing, maybe this is because I'm an old man, relatively speaking. Like, we're in our 30s, okay? So maybe it's because we're in our thirties. I'm not, I don't like this whole like speculative shit and people will be like, why you do the show then? It's because I love talking about competitive halo, but my, I hate the thing that I hate is like people will read something and just take it like, just run with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. When the, the fact of the matter is you just don't know. Okay. There, there are, there are pieces of information that we do know Based off, based off of what we've been told by the individual involved. And that's all that I leave it be. Because we're not here to spread rumors. We don't really like speculating on supposed things happening until things are officially announced. And this is how, how I like to run things. So let's we'll have to wait and see. Magic says, I agree with Optics COD posts on their, uh, on their fourth. I now hate uh, speculation posts. And that's the thing too, is like, I understand. I understand completely that clickbait sells, right? Like we all know that it's the internet age and like luring people into a false sense of hope in terms of like a roster change or picking up your favorite player or blah, 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 or inner turmoil within a team. I just... Ah, just doesn't feel good. So there are things that we know because there are those that reach out and we're greatly appreciative appreciative of that. And we don't go out of our way to talk about that because they haven't officially announced it yet. So why would we, I don't want to be the one that breaks that news. I want them to be able to do it. We can talk about it after that. For these rosters, the reason why we're speculating on these rosters right now is because, well, I may not enjoy it entirely, Things do line up if this is the way things are going, you know? So again, as with everything, we'll, we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah. If these teams are solidified and are actually competing in the SSG event this weekend, then I would assume that announcements have to happen in the next three days. I mean, this, this SSG event... It's yeah. not a LAN. No, it is online. It's, online. it's a preseason event. Could this would this this feels grimy to me, but could organizations just be picking up rosters for a weekend and paying them to play under their name? I would hope not. Right, because you're trying to figure out your roster for the whole season. You don't want to yeah. go through that confusing, let's pick up this roster for this weekend, then figure out a real roster. Yeah, you just want to pick up who you're picking up. And teams were invited for a reason. You know, yeah. obviously there was a lot of roster shakeups and things that are happening still behind the scenes that 
that folks don't know about, but like they were invited for a reason. And then you had the qualifiers that took place that we're going to talk about shortly as well, where the eight teams that qualified got added to pools and Bob's your uncle. Uh, Godzilla says, I wish I knew what States HCS was going to for the year. You will find out toward in this month. You should find out in this month. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the same page there because, well, I do want to go to Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, there might be other destinations that are just a little more enticing. Absolutely. So uh, Godzilla Tashi did say today that the plan is still to release the full roadmap um, in this month for 2023. Okay. So every major tournament that's taking place, all the things that are happening, locations should be announced sometime this month. And obviously once it's announced this, once it's announced, we're going to talk about it on the show. So stay tuned. Um, thank you Godzilla for tuning in. Greatly appreciated. I'm sorry to run away with that roster mania segment. Just really wanted to hit oh, the yeah, point yeah. home. You know what I mean? All good. Um, Will, I take it that is it for roster that's, mania. That's it. Yeah. All right. Then let's get into the upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for all your Hey Louise sports needs. Shout out Maddie Rums. Fuck you, Maddie Rums. On daily tournaments, Z League daily tournaments. And First Blood Daily Tournaments. Yo, Godzilla with the community gifted sub. With the gifted sub to tools, no less. Thank you so much. You get a woo! Greatly appreciated. That is awesome. Um, Tuesday, January 10th, the Halo Rec League FFA series continues. On the 12th, uh, the Project Stadium Preseason Cup number two is taking place on Saturday, January 14th. We have the under halo three, four V four taking place. And finally on Friday, January 13th, the Saturday, January 14th, we have the space station gaming Spartan Snowdown. Whoo. Need a San Diego land or South Dakota. What do you mean by SD? Yeah. Because if you're talking South Dakota, nah, if we're talking San Diego, okay, that's fine. <laughs> See, there, there's, a, I don't mean, I'm not trying to poke fun or anything, but like we are in Minnesota, you know what I mean? It's like we say SD, right? You know, South Dakota, there's not a lot in South Dakota. No, really. there's literally nothing in South Dakota. <laughs> need a Minneapolis land. That would yes, be something. we do. We need a fucking Minnesota land. The rocker can do it at the, at the fucking, um, the armory. At the, yeah. At the armory. Why can't we, what the fuck? That place was hopping. It was, it was awesome. Seriously. Hey, Tashi. Hey, HCS. I know you listen to the show and maybe, maybe there is a fucking Minnesota land on the roadmap that we just don't know about, but what? Come on guys. It's not snowing here all the time. Give, give us a, give us a, just a summer event and we're golden. Seriously, or a spring event. It's nice here in the summer. It's gorgeous. Okay. People might not like it here in the summer because it gets too humid. You fucking like bathe in your own sweat, but like the springtime. Yeah. And I love our summers, but the springtime, 
you know, come on over to Minnesota. See, fucking Carnage is like, what about PA? What about us? Vegas, Vegas Worlds would be pretty sick. Vegas Worlds I'd would be, be sick. We don't get anything here. We get nothing. Best you'll get his map on Tony Hawk Pro Skater? Yes. That, it's, yes. It's not a great map, but it is. It, it, we do have one. Fox says, why not have a Spartan mini snow down? <laughs> no, because like, it. version version one would need a roster and then they would be able to hold. Well, they'd, they'd need to have a roster. They need to be partnered and then they could have a community run event and then you could have it be called that. A lot of, a lot of hoops to jump through, you know, uh, <laughs> magic Shio, um, fresh says they want a Toronto major. I do not disagree with you. I think having a Canadian major would be awesome. Would be awesome. All right. That's it for your upcoming tournaments. Of the, uh, upcoming tournaments of the week presented by noobcombo.com. Check out noobcombo.com for all your Halo Sports needs. Fuck you, Maddie Rums. Will. Yeah. The scrim tournament and league recaps. What do we got? We have, uh, well, for first off, all scrims available for all regions over at HaloDataHive.com. As they're updated, because he wasn't able to get Optic's scrim from yesterday, but he was able to get the scrim from today against Space Station, a.k.a. former Cloud9, but there you go. Well, there you, there you have it. And yes, um, we did. So yeah, Optic versus X-Oxygen. Yes. Scrim went to 12 or 12, 10, two. So yes, 12 games. You're not wrong. 12, I out of 12 games. I <laughs> took 10 of them. There you go. Um, and then from, I think this, it, this one you added is the one from today. Obviously. Correct. Right? This was so, from today. Yeah. Optic against SSG. Uh, it was 10, one at the time we started recording the show. I think it was 11 and one at the end of it or, or it was 10 and one either way, regardless. Uh, Magic says it was 10 to 2 yesterday. Yep, we got that one. And then um, Josh put some stats in here. And it was 11 to 1 today. Thank you, Magic. Appreciate you. Um, Optic had a 68% scrim win streak with Ola. 274 games played. They won 185. Lost 89. And I think that's a tie stat at the end with zero. Yes, and real quick, Home 6 is catching the live show. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Welcome to the live show. Um, with formal, Optic have an 81% scrim win win streak. Or they just win 80% of their scrims games, I would assume. Yes. Um, 1,010 games played, 822 wins, 184 losses, and four ties. Now, the, the stats that we're providing are from Halo Data Hive, and... The reason why I'm emphasizing this is because remember the API issues that were taking place? Yeah. Um, there was a point in time last year where Halo Data Hive could no longer get scrim results because of the amount of calls that were happening. Um, therefore, this is, this is slightly skewed because not all the information is there, but this is based off of all the information that is presently available at Halo Data Hive. Go ahead, Will. There we go. Um, 
Cloud9 slash now SSG have a 65% scrim win rate with Renegade. Out of 444 games played, they've won 284, lost 15, tied 2. Lost 154. Lost, did I say that wrong? Yes. Okay. said 15. My brain's skipping. Man, if they only um, lost 15 games, <laughs> holy moly. Um, with Bound, they have a 58% scrim win um, streak rate. Out of the 392 games played, they've won 229, lost 157, and tied 6. And again, this is just based off the information that we're able to get from Halo Data Hive. So one of the questions that was asked was, do you guys believe, do you still do you still have faith in SSG? Um, I do, because as Magic said earlier and completely like foreshadowed what we're going to talk about right here, is that they don't perform well in scrims. They've they've never been known to be a scrim team. And as we know about Optic, they perform incredibly well in scrims but half of last year that didn't equate to land play they didn't show up when it mattered most when that cloud nine roster at the time even with bound they showed up every single time and made it to every single major grand finals they may not have won every grand finals and that's i think that's going to be another topic for another day is what do they need to do to fix that? But the fact of the matter is they showed up when they needed to and got to every grand final. So do I have faith in what is now SSG? Yes. They have a incredibly talented roster, even without Renegade. Bound proved himself when it mattered most on land last year. So... And there you go. There's magic again. Yep. Bound showed up when he needed to on LAN. Okay. Um, all good. If you, yeah, go ahead. You know where, yeah, you know where it is if you need something. Um, sorry, folks. We'll just need to step away for a minute. He has, uh, yes, low blood sugar right now. I think that's safe to say. Um, so he's going to grab a snack. Um, so do I still have faith in space station gaming? Yes. I still have faith in space station gaming. They have a world caliber roster at their disposal. And, um, as long as, so my only worry with that team, we talked about it last year and I make it sound like it's so far away when it wasn't, it was literally a couple of weeks ago, but we talk about it in 2022 for that season where that cloud nine roster, even with bound, made it to every single major grand finals. Every single one. They made what was, they didn't win worlds, but they made arguably the greatest losers bracket comeback in competitive Halo. To yes, they they lost to, to Optic, but like they made that run. They bracket reset at worlds. Like it was crazy. But then every single time they got there, besides their win at Raleigh, every time they got there, they just fell short. So my only worry, and Alpha Sparta, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. 
my only worry is are they going to make the necessary adjustments? Are they going to make the necessary tweaks and the necessary adjustments to their gameplay and their teamwork in order to take themselves to the next level? And instead of just being in those grand finals, every single major event, actually turning those appearances into more wins. Because don't get me wrong, I think it's an incredibly impressive stat line that they make it to each grand final, because not every team's going to make it, obviously. Only two teams are. Like, that's awesome. But every single time they did, except for Raleigh, every single time something happened and it like they collapsed. Every time. Thank you so much, Alpha. Greatly appreciate it. Magic says, I think the the interesting question is, those four guys are winners. How many major event losses do you think they'll take before they consider making a change? Well, Magic, that's a great question because isn't that what happened with Renegade? We talked about it a long time ago, is that Renegade didn't like losing. And it sounded like, now again, the whole, the, the whole story has not come out like from Renegade's mouth, okay? So we don't know, okay? I don't like to speculate. But the the rumors were that there was inner turmoil on that team and Renegade wanted out. And when they weren't winning, maybe that was the straw that broke the camel's back and he jumped ship when he felt it was necessary. Now, things didn't, didn't work out for him incredibly well on phase. They kept improving. And I, and I even said that I was never going to doubt them anymore, especially if that rumored phase roster is now a real thing. I'm not doubting those motherfuckers. Holy shit. I imagine wins in their book, but that's the question, man. Ryan angry says demon deed says Don't even fucking uh, fire. And just says, I wonder how long they'll be okay with second, especially with how they've gotten stomped in many of those finals. That's the question, man. That's what I'm wondering. Not just like, not how long they'll be okay with it, but what are they going to do to change it? What are they going to do to change it? Is it a mental thing? Is it a strategy thing? Is it a gameplay thing? I sure as hell don't think it's a skill issue. But are they going to adjust as they need to to turn those finals appearances into wins? Um, Salvatore, welcome to the live show, says Renegade don't like losing and then make him look bad for wanting to win and change dynamics. We'll have to see. Kudos, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Says Renegade with three-fourths of Sentinels can compete with Optic. I agree completely. I agree completely. And that's why I would not, I, that if that rumored roster is true, then that seems fucking terrifying. It's, and I know, and we talked about it last week. I know everybody loves to dunk on lethal for stats. And I gave him praise last week because he's, it's not for, it's not about the stats. It's about, I mean, we, I joked about ACE saying like stats don't matter. Stats do matter in context. What lethal was able to do for that team. And that's the key word here team, right? When you have a group of four guys that are so locked into one another. When they've been together for so long, they're so locked into one another. And like we talked about earlier with um, 
uh, other players and whatnot, all they know is winning, right? They, there's a different kind of dynamic there. There's a different kind of dynamic. So even when Lethal wasn't putting up the massive stats in the kills department and whatnot, he was still doing what he needed to do to help his team win. But I'm not going to sit here and say that Renegade doesn't make them a better team. Because he does. Okay? Let's just just make sure we lay that to rest. Renegade makes them a better team. And that is nothing against Lethal. He is one of the greatest players of all time. He solidified himself. He is one of the greatest players of all time. But in today's day and age, in today's day in Halo, Renegade would make Sentinels a better team over Lethal. And I guess the real thing to say here is from a stats perspective. Because like I said earlier, guys, when you have a group of four people that have been playing together for so long and they're so locked in together. They know each other left and right, frontwards and backwards. They know each other like the back of their watch or the back of their wrist. There's something to be said there. If Renegade can step into into lethal spot and be the teammate that that roster would require, I'm not saying you need to fill lethal shoes per se. Everybody's shoes are different. But if he can step into that roster and be the teammate that he needs to be, then they're they're terrifying. Yeah. They're terrifying. And and I know we talked about phase. The uh, phase, the um when they made their changes and how scary they looked on paper. And everyone was talking about us included who's playing objective on that team. You know, who's going to play objective on phase. They kept getting better. They got better event after event and they only had so much time to play with one another. Now, if these changes are taking place then they're not going to have ability to play with each other anymore, but if renegade is able to step in there and be the teammate that he needs to be for that roster, then they are going to be a powerhouse. Yeah. Uh, Kudos makes a point here. Renegade just makes a team better. Um, so much damage going out on the map. And I feel like that old Sentinels roster was very setup based, right? To where um, maybe that extra damage from Renegade going out allows their setups to stay intact longer. They're able to make plays, push where they want to push. And I don't know. I You can't, I can speculate, but I, I need to see it happen before. See, see what happens with that team with Renegade on it that you make a great point. Tony, welcome. It's good to see you, bud. Uh, also big Tony stands in here. We love Tony. AKA why not be casting? AKA why not be reckless? AKA kind of freaking big deal. If you don't know, now, you know, um, the thing I will say is this, you and kudos make a good point as well in terms of damage output, because there's one thing there's one. And don't be fucking hating on the water by Yeti. All right. Don't be fucking hating on my Yeti. God damn it. <laughs> so, uh, you guys make a good point about damage output. The one thing that I'll never forget about what Lucid said a long time ago, um, somebody was in his, like he was obviously streaming. This was a long time ago. I think this is when Infinite like just released. And somebody in his chat asked him, he's like, hey, 
what's a tip you would recommend for players who want to get better at playing infinite? And again, this always sticks in the back of my mind because I don't think people understand how important this is. Just shoot. Get shots in. If you see somebody, shoot them. Now, obviously there is context, right? Like if you have a team coordinated play happening and you're getting a flank on people, you don't necessarily need to shoot right away. But if you're in the heat of the moment, put damage down. Get shots down. You're only, nine out of 10 times, you're only helping your team. Because if your teammate stumbles upon somebody in their full shields and they lose that fight, when you had the opportunity to get even one shot in on them, which could have turned the tides of that fight in your team's favor, just get damage down. That tip was, I it always lives in the back of my mind because I think that's an incredibly an incredibly smart and easy tip to understand. Just get damage in. Um, Risky, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Uh, and try not to jump out and expose yourself so much. Agreed on that front. Magic says, it's annoying from an observing perspective without seeing a mini-map showing all the arrows and what they're doing. It's hard to analyze the role of lethal. Absolutely. And I'm glad you understand. I would love to see the mini map added to theater so that when you could go back, pop it up and see what's going on. So you right. can analyze better. Yeah. It's been talked about since the game fucking released. Yeah. And uh, it's something we want to see from, a, from a casting standpoint as well. Like we want, we want Tony, we want uh, all these guys to be able to like when we're watching from home or we're watching from the venue and we have like what COD has where you have the mini map up and you're able to see what everything's happening and they can comment on it in real time. You can see how setups are happening, how things get taken, like how setups get broken down. Um, you can see how flanks happening in real time. It's just, it's awesome. Tony says, I was only going for nade throws and melees before I met Lucid. Hey man, you know, <laughs> uh, snag says strictly cone splatters really tuned my gamer, really turned my game around. Jesus Christ. Risky says lethal, lethal's ability to pull enemy fire and get melees before he dies is incredible. And see, I love this is why I love this community that we have here because you guys just don't shit on somebody because you look at somebody's stats and be like, that player's not good. You guys are not normal Twitch chat. So bravo to you fuckers. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for respecting the fucking game. That's, that's the thing. Oh man. I love this shit. Oh. <sighs> Tony, they're taking off fusion clothes on boycotting. Hey, man, you do, you do you. You do you. I will say, and I talked about it before. I will talk about it. Uh, I talked about it before. There is something amazing about going on pit, grabbing a fusion coil, and catching some unsuspecting idiot coming through green and fucking just dunking on him with one. It feels, I, I'm sorry I said idiot. That was mean. But, like, it's so, it's so fucking satisfying and funny. Where they just don't expect it. They're walking around the corner. You're like, hey, guys, what's up? Oh, does this mean they're also removing fusion coils for ranked doubles? I would assume so. I would hope. Oh. Or is this strictly going to be the arena play? I think it's straight up ranked arena and HCS. They didn't say anything about ranked doubles or any other ranked playlist. Akira, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. I need to watch Akira. That's the one with like the motorcycle, right? 
Am I right on that? Did uh, while you're looking that up, Thanks. I just step out. Did we continue with tournament league recaps, or have we been stuck on the roster thing? We've been stuck on the the roster and the scrim stuff, <laughs> but uh, no, it's actually good that you came back because now we can continue with the tournament league recap. Well, all right, perfect. Uh, Halo Rec League FFA series. Here's your week four standings. Tied for ninth, we have Hip Freddy. Oh, I got to zoom in a little bit. And Anteaters. Tied for seventh is Finisher 13 or B, depending if they're trying to make the... Anyway, uh, and it's bad to be you, also tied for seventh. In sixth place, we have uh, Face It Alley. Fifth is Winkler. Fourth, Shadow. Third, going to Big Dog 2324. Second is TX Jolts. And first, Bane 117. Now, we've seen some things happen in the Halo Rec League FFA series where people like bounce around, right? Yeah. Like, depending on what they've played, how May many points they've got. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So. Um, Tony says, Where is this being recorded again? What are you talking? What? What do you mean? We're on Twitch, motherfucker! No, I'm just kidding, Tony. Uh, it'll be on YouTube tomorrow. We record the show, put it on all the podcast services tonight, and then the show goes on YouTube. What state are you in? Oh, Minnesota. I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. My bad. Mortally, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. We're in Minnesota, and we want a fucking land here. So I don't have to fly. I don't have to drive far. I can just go down the goddamn street. All these people talking about, oh, I live in Seattle. I could just go down here to the convention center and I'm there. Oh, I live in North Carolina. I could go to Charlotte. Oh. Shio states, uh, God. Face it, Allie is command station. She literally showed up last week, slapped people around, and I don't know if she's coming back. She's amazing. Shout out command station. She is amazing. The number, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. And Winkler, you do exist. Uh, and Magic, I read your comment. I won't read it live, like, aloud, but I please know I did read your comment while, read, while Will was reading through those results. Yeah, I'll definitely go back to when uh, we finish oh, you're up. You're good. So a couple more. Uh, Honda Fan Cup finale results. We have your 1v1 champion. You do. Uh, we'll run through all placings here. 7th and 8th, Gilkey and Invicto. Invictio. There's an I in there. 5th uh, and 6th, go to uh, Mort. Mortally and the deity Sam mm -hmm. again, the deity Sam uh, mouse and keyboard player from Mexico. So great to see making the ranks there. Fourth place went to stellar third Sab second to trippy and taking home. First place is the guy uh, leading G one right now. Booba doo. Congratulations to him. Yeah. Um, and also we're not going to get into the whole fucking discussion about GAs being broken because they were who fucking cares. It was a one V one tournament. I don't care. Do you think there's any correlation between GAs being introduced and C9 SSG not winning anymore? No, absolutely not. Because even though they haven't, they, they haven't won an event since Raleigh. I, th they literally were at every grand finals and I don't think the fucking GAs meant shit. So, and magic said they were the guys that wanted some of them. Yeah. I think bound was heavily critical on uh, things happening. So 
All right. Congratulations, Booba Doo Boo. Good shit. All right. Next, we'll move into the Space Station Spartan Snowdown. Well, what was that? Snowdown. I can't do the Snowdown. Yeah, thanks. 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 <laughs> and then we'll talk about uh, where they ended up in pools as well. Also, real quick, because I always interrupt you. Hey, Tony. Yeah, every time. You asked what state we're in. I told you we're in Minnesota. Get your ass over here. You got a spot right here. Get your ass over here. Got a spot. We'll have you on the show. Live? In the flesh? Strong beans, not string beans. Strong beans. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Strong beans? All right. No, it's strong beans. It's strong, yeah. Strong beans. I thought you said strong at first. Strong beans. All right. Spartan Snowdown for Space Station here. Um, Oh, my God. Are you going top to bottom or bottom to top? I was going to go bottom to top. Go ahead. Oh, wait. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. S-Bot, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. You already know what I'm about to do. Top eight teams move into the the bracket, right, for pool play? Yeah. That we're, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. We have Durf Gang, which was Pi Durf, uh, Susie, Maffy, and... Der Durf. Yep, so Pi Durf and Der Durf. <laughs> Wonderful. Durf gang. Rise up. <laughs> uh, gamer tag list for 2023. Does that make it or no? We'll see. I know a team name that's going to make it to the list. All right. Next up, Six Karma included Acid. Uh, <laughs> Lure, Sepsters, and Rowlatality. I'm going to go with that. Next team is just Team Dark. LA Kid. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Welcome to the live show. Thank you for the fall. Um, Despiteful, Squilly, Shokoi, and Bed Teaches. Team Torched. JK7, Eurasian, Shock, and Gold Star BR. Uh, Levitation included Sylvanic, Common, Breaking Shot, and Facti JV. Downward Dog, Super CC, Swish, Huss, and Nesty. Proton Gaming included Posey, uh, Precision, Aperture, and Haynes, and then French Toast. Wait. French Toast! French Toast! I don't know what you're doing. What? No way. You don't know what I'm talking about right now. Rammy, Monster, Suppressed, and Gilkey. But yeah, I don't have no idea. Guys, chat, please. Chat. I know I'm 31. Chat. Please, you know the toast song, right? The toast song? Please, please tell me you guys know what the toast song is. Please. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Thank you, Shook World, and welcome to the uh, live show. Thank you for the follow. Yeah, toast. How do you not know this, Will? What is it from? No, it's the fucking Toast song. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. All right, I got work to do, apparently. Yes. It's so good. It is so good. Hold on. Okay. I'm really sorry to do this. I don't think we're gonna. We, I mean, we don't. We don't put ads on the show, so it doesn't matter if we get demonetized. But um, I okay. 
Uh, hold on. You're looking up the toast song. Oh, I'm absolutely doing this live. Can I finish the snow down? While bef- you already did, didn't you? We got oh, the pool you didn't play. say the actual players on the team. <laughs> oh, I got through that. The, oh. the pool play. Oh, we'll go, go ahead. Go pool for the play. pools. Yeah, we'll go for the pools. So in pool A, you're going to have Optic Sentinels, French Toast. French Toast! And Dark. Pool B is going to be SSG, Rebellion, Downward Dog, and Torched. Pool C, Native Red, uh, the X-Oxygen team, Proton Gaming, and Durf Gang. And then Pool D is going to be Phase Complexity, Leviathan, and Six Karma. So, so if, there you go. if the rosters, if the rumored rosters are true and they're announced ahead of the Snowdown event, Pool A is fucking terrifying. Good luck to French Toast and Dark, because yeah. you ain't doing shit in that pool. Whew. And it's an online event, and you know how good Optic does online? Oh, no. All right. You're going to play Yeah Toast? I am absolutely playing oh, this. Oh, boy. It's barely coming through. I was saying, what do you like most? I don't want to brag. I don't want to boast. This is happening. I always tell them I like toast. Yeah, toast! Yeah, toast! I get up in the morning about 6 a.m. Have a little jelly, have a little jam. Take a piece of bread, put it in the slot. Pushed on the lever and the wires get hot. I get to What is this from? <laughs> now there's no secret to toasting perfection. It was like SNL. There's a dial on the side and you make your selection. This is the guy. The guy. Push to the dark of the lights and then if it pops too soon, press down again, make toast. <laughs> yeah, toast! Just wait till we get some fresh toast. No. <laughs> How long is this? For many years now, I've been a booster. With the browning of the bread inside a tooster. If it gets burnt, I just start hollering. Cause don't you know I'm black toast intolerant? Burnt toast! Beep, 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 smoky toast! Oh, we mess your bonjour, coquette. Oh, croissant de chevy corvette. Maurice Chevalier, Eiffel Tower. Oh, oui, Marie Baguette, bonsoir. There you go. French toast. French toast. In Chicago, in A Square, my. Yeah, toast. All right. Yeah. Toast. There you go. That's toast. That's a toast song, ladies and gentlemen. If you ever wanted to know if this show goes off the rails, that's literally all you need to know right there. Clip it and ship it, boys. That's it. Uh, French toast! <laughs> now does it all make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But, that video is 10 years old. What? Yep. That proves it. There you go. 10 years old. Terraform, I'm glad you were here to witness it. Oh, man. Back to the show. Yeah. 
time for our first topic of the week. There's going to be 10 clips of that. I fucking hope so. I love that video. Uh, Jay, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Yeah, it's us. We aren't even at the topic yet. No. And this is topic number one. Are you okay? Will? yeah. Are you actually? Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure. I did tell them that your blood sugar was low and that's why you had to leave. Oh yeah. I'm, that's why I left I'm, it. So. I'm on the rebound. Okay. Just want to make sure. Um, glad to watch. Love the vibes. Hey, love you too. Welcome. Streaming scrims. Oh my God. The debate that's sweeping the nation. Do the pros want it? Fuck no. Do the fucking spectators want it? Fuck yeah. Where's the middle ground? I think Lucid found it. We're going to get to it in a second. So Clutch said, normalize streaming scrims in 2023. Spartan Frosty Soul Sipe said no. Buck 20 says, I get the rather blunt feedback from pro teams, but in this instance, I agree with you. This isn't a traditional sport where we have matches scheduled each week. If the players, teams, and the HCS want to try and regain viewership, then fans need more content to watch. Mickwin said, normalize content pieces that are scrim-centric, but disagree otherwise, unfortunately. And Rob the Turtle says, Optic were kings last season streaming scrims. Miss that. Mickwin said, didn't they not win until they stopped screaming scrims? Screaming, streaming, scrims, screaming. Ah, fuck! <laughs> Spartan says, stopped streaming them before Orlando and won both of the following events. Mickwin said, LMAO, yeah, I get that we're still a really high-performing team while streaming, but it's really hard to be efficient and have meaningful practice when you know hundreds of people are watching. Regardless if you can tune it out, your subconscious fucks with you. Now, you may you may read that comment from Mickwin and be like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? You play in front of crowds of thousands live in person. What makes this any different? And Lego actually asked that. Um, said, isn't there an argument to say if you can't handle the pressure of a few hundred people watching a stream, then how can you expect to perform and handle the pressure when it matters with thousands of people watching live? Isn't it good practice? Devil's advocate, by the way. So not being a shitter, just genuinely asking. And Magic, you're right. It's different. And here's what Mickwin said. Definitely fair to question that. But when you're in a scrim just trying to get better with your team, it can turn into pretty vulnerable moments, both good and bad. A lot of the time, the pressure of the stage isn't even a factor, at least in my experience. It'd be like me bringing a camera in while you're trying to perform well at your day job, and you know I have 200 judgmental people watching your every move. Some people don't falter with that, others do, and if one of my teammates isn't comfortable, then that takes priority. A few examples are, I had teammates afraid to speak up in case they could be heard, even with the ability to mute, or how it damaged my image because I wasn't afraid to try and make us better, but people took that as me being an asshole. Okay, so then tools chime, and for for what it's worth, I I love this is why. Th oh my god, this is why we love Austin so fucking much. Austin being Mickwin, he worked at three four three. He was a former competitive player. He's back to being a competitive player. He just fucking gets it, and the context that he provides is so invaluable. That was a perfectly said statement to a reply that was not trying to be an asshole, but just looking for clarification. That was awesome. And it totally makes sense. Tool said, you could add LVT, Louis, uh, Louis Vuitton. Now, 
uh, LVC Halo, as a matter of fact, as an observer, and we don't listen to comms and produce our own show. This way, the community can still keep up with scrims while players can focus on practice. Mickwin said, yeah, this is the first This is the first time a resource like you guys is around. Definitely a good idea. Could see some teams and people still not being a fan of it, but most wouldn't care. Maybe pick one team to follow per X amount of time. Tool says, I think as long as four teams are able to partner with us, we could bring weekly content that people would want and build a culture that teams feel is healthy. Hell, we could even build a framework for profit sharing on the streams to make it worth the team's time. And Mickwin said, yeah, I think it'd be cool if you followed a couple teams every season and it wasn't only scrims either. Bring them in for interviews, talk to the organization, staff, everything. Something akin to hard knocks. And that'd be pretty fucking cool too. Yeah. Um, and here is what Lucid said in yesterday's stream, uh, the January 8th stream. And I copied this down almost like word for word, but this is slight paraphrasing. Here's what Lucid said. I'll be streaming scrims for the next few weeks. Two to three weeks out from the event, scrims will no longer be streamed in order to lock in a little bit more and stay a bit more focused right before the tournament. And that will be the trend. Okay. So I like, I love the idea of an LVT centered production around scrims. I also love the clarification that lucid puts on it too, in terms of we will stream our scrims up to a certain point because it is content in their eyes. Hence they're doing it. And it also allows them to stop as it gets closer to the event to take time and just focus on themselves, focus on focus as a team and get prepared for that event. And then once that event is over and scrims pick back up again for the next event, they stream them again. And then two to three weeks before the event, they stop again, focus up, go compete. So I like, I like the balance that lucid is bringing to the table in terms of, uh, streaming their scrims. I like that. Magic says, I also think it's different for another reason. With a stream, regardless of what people think, uh, you are the entertainer. Even if you don't interact with chat, you feel the need to entertain. On a major with fans, you don't need to entertain. You can lock in. HCS is the one that's entertaining. I can. That's absolutely true as well. Uh, Kudo says, when do new rosters get announced? Whenever they fucking feel like it. And Kudos, I do not mean that in like, I'm not trying to say fuck you or anything like that. Like that's it. That's literally what happens in this fucking scene is that it's whenever they decide to do it. Is it going to be in the next three days before the Spartan snowdown, or is it going to be right before fucking Charlotte? Your guess is as good as mine. I'll fucking know. <laughs> if it was up to me, they'd fucking do it today. You know, they do it tomorrow. Everybody would just come out of the word work and be like, here we go. All the contracts aside. Fuck it. Here we go. I don't know what they're going to do. All we know for a fact is that native red, AKA XKCP, SSG, AKA X cloud nine and optic gaming are solidified. Done and dusted. So <laughs> who the fuck knows, man? Will, what are your thoughts on the scrim? The streaming of the scrims. You know, I uh, I get both sides of it here. The spectators want more content. 
the professional players want to be able to hone their craft and have those conversations if need be. Um, I don't know what a good middle ground is because I know, I know Lucid is doing the, you know, two to three weeks before the, the, the event they're cutting it off, but uh, for other teams that aren't as dialed in as optic gaming, that might not be possible just to, to, to only need two or three weeks to, to lock it in. You know, they might have to work on other things, talk about stuff, get it out there. So I think if the, if there was more content around halo coming out, the scrims wouldn't be as big of a deal because that's really the only other content that's out besides tournaments. Mm -hmm. So if there was more, more stuff out there, the scrims wouldn't matter as much. Uh, Agreed. And then also to jump on that. So Shuck agree with you on that. And then Kudo says pro players get a monthly salary. So why not stream for three hours of your time? Because that's not necessarily in their contract to do so. And the thing for me is there, there's a thread. There's a thread that I should find again. And I think Towie actually put it out and I didn't include it in the show notes and I probably should have. Um, I'm a, here we go. I found, I literally found, I literally found it. Nice. Okay. So this was in response this was in response to Clutch's tweet for normalized streaming scrims in 2023. And Towie retweeted a thread that he put out in 2018. Okay. But the reason why it's important is because kudos, I want to take your statement and go a little further, right? Pro players get a monthly salary. So why not stream for three hours every time? On the one hand, it might not be in their contract to do so. So why force a player who is paid to play your game competitively? Why force that player to do something that is a not in their contract and b something that they don't necessarily want to do. Okay. That's one side, right? On the other side, here's what Towie said. Random thought after, uh, overhearing, I can't believe how much Ninja blew up, man. That should have been us again. Just now again, this is in 2018 for all the pro players out there. Even while competing, he always streamed. He was always live. He streamed other games during the day and Halo at night. Most pros wouldn't stream scrims, especially before big tournaments. But if you teamed with Ninja, it was just a given that he'd always be streaming. He never compromised his stream or long-term growth. He booked red-eye flights to events Friday through, Friday through Sunday to stay home and stream as much as possible. He reset his sleep schedule multiple times to go live by 3 to 4 a.m. and beat international streamers uh, online to try to grow his channel, and then he'd stay on all day, take a nap, stream at night, take another nap, then repeat. Even after that Drake stream, which was a once-in-a-lifetime type thing and ended at 4 or 5 a.m., he was live again in the morning on schedule by 10 a.m. Yes, timing matters and luck is very helpful to get as big as he is now, but you can't downplay the work ethic and 10,000-plus hours it took to get where he is. He told us his goal was to stream full-time for a living in 2011, and for years he made just enough to get by but never stopped grinding towards that goal. I know I have a different perspective than most, but don't mistake his hard work and perseverance for luck. All his success this year isn't an accident, and to brush it off like it, uh, like it is tells me why it hasn't worked out for you. And again, that was in 2018. 
Okay. So on the one hand, I understand from a pro player perspective, if they don't want to do it, if they're not being paid to do it, because why I personally wouldn't want to force them to do something that they don't want to do, especially if it's not in the contract. Um, Ikuza, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. On the other hand, if they want to focus on growth and they want to focus on earning more with earning potential, viewer potential, so on and so forth, then yes, it would make sense to stream the scrims. Kudos says pros get subs more, uh, subs more on scrims, so it's a win-win. They always ask for subs, so give us the content. Hey, like I said, <sighs> Magic said it as well where... There's also the mindset of if you're live, then the intention is to be an entertainer, to entertain your viewers. But the point of a scrim is to practice. So it's it's hard. It's it's really hard. But I stick with what I said before. I wouldn't want to force the player to do something that they're not contractually obligated to do. But I hope that that player also understands that it could potentially benefit them in the long run if they decide to do it. And Ikuza says, just saw the HDS and rank changes, can't wait after seeing them. Neither can we, man. Neither can we. Uh, Wutzer says, I had a fat sub badge for TSM Hal because his scrims were such great entertainment on Apex. There you go. Fearless. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Um, Shook World says, in this situation, I've never held my opinion over anyone else's. You just need to try it and put on, uh, put on their shoes to see how we sound to them. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing is that I don't, our intention is to never speak for the player, right? Never the intention. We provide our thoughts on things that are happening within the space, Right. And I personally, also Bliss, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. It says all about strats, I suppose. It very well could be. It's th That's the thing. It's, it's so difficult because scrims are meant to be a form of practice. Maybe not necessarily giving away all your strats, but it is a means to hone in and work together as a team against other teams. And if it's not in their contract to do, then I don't want to force them to do it. And also I've seen on the total flip side of the coin, there are people in the Twitter comments and what in the Twitter replies that I'm seeing that like, I actually don't like watching scrims. I don't find them entertaining back to the entertainment factor. Right? So it's, you're never going to please everybody. And realistically, if it's not in the contract, it's up to that player's decision discretion. So I don't blame them. Uh, Izuka, who, who, I mean, Akuza, who knows, man? Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Not going to jump to conclusions until we see it in play. All that fun stuff. And we love you too, Shook. Thank you so much. Will, is there anything you'd like to add before we move on? No, you, I think you hit all the points there. Um, yeah, nothing really to add on top of that. So we're good. Okay, let's move into our second topic of the week. 
The Okay. Here's the mini rant. Again, not a big one, just a mini rant. The, the topic, the second topic that we have is the burst versus precision competitive starting weapon debate. This thing will never fucking die. And the thing that I find hilarious is that I, I, it must be when Tashi asks, that's when people start coming out of the woodwork because I swear to God, we've had this fucking discussion since the game came out. When the BR was shown off in the gameplay reveal for Halo Infinite, right? When the BR was fucking shown off, the debate started right then and there. Oh, I want the Halo 5 pistol. Oh, I want the BR back. Oh, I want the Reach DMR. Oh, I want this. Oh, I want that. Why the fuck is it the sidekick, the prior? Oh, it's not the Halo 5 pistol. Fuck me. You know, that's what happened. As soon as it was shown, that's where the debate started. Uh, yeah. And then, and then the funny part is, is that it felt like it kind of died off. Like, oh, the game's out. Oh, people still don't like the BR. It is what it is. You're not getting your Halo 5 pistol. Go fuck yourself. All that happened. And then it was shown that fucking DMR replacement. I already forgot what it's called. The Bandit? The Bandit, yeah. yeah. The, then the Bandit was showing off. And everyone's like, oh my God, we're getting a fucking DMR. This is it. We made it, boys. And then you saw the recoil on that fucker. You're yeah. like, that thing ain't being a competitive starting weapon. <clears throat> Maybe after some balance tweaks, perhaps. But in its current iteration, that thing ain't going to be the competitive starting weapon because it's meant to be a, uh, like, short to medium range, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So... The one thing I'm not, before we get into the topic, the one thing that I'm not going to talk about, because I think it's fucking pointless. And if, if people don't understand this, there are comments that I'm just going to say, so I'm not, we're not going to talk about the skill gap between the battle rifle as it stands right now and a five shot, a five shot precision weapon, like the halo five pistol as it stands right now. The reason why we're not going to do that is because I see these comments on Twitter and these fucking people trying not to be trying not to be mean right now. These people on Twitter being like, why can't anybody explain to me the fucking like how the BR isn't as skillful as using this weapon, blah, blah, blah. And then they're literally told, but they can't have their mind changed or they can't take reason. They're just too stuck in their ways. So I'm not going to do any of that because that's fucking stupid. Uh, Zap it almighty. Welcome to the live show. Thank you for the follow. So respectful put out on Twitter. The BR is a starting weapon for children. And yes, terraform, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I slay Goliath. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. We see you in Discord. Um, says the BR is a starting weapon for children. We're already off to a great starting point here, respectful. 
Give me a five-shot precision weapon for some dopamine in skill gap fights, please. Sincerely, all competitive players. So Tashi quote tweeted that, and this started the fucking shitstorm again. Tashi says, any competitive players disagree? If so, why? Curious to hear all sides of the topic. Lucid said, starting weapons are relative to each other. Much bigger issues to take over. Wouldn't mind seeing the BR and other, other equivalents being changed out different seasons to spice things up. You know what's fucking hilarious about that take? Not only is it a good take, but Will had that exact same take when the fuck when we first started talking about Infinite Season 1. Do you remember that? I do. Well, barely. You had the exact same take. Starting out changing starting weapons? Yep. What if they change rotations season to season? Whether it be the weapon, the maps, whatever it is. Sure. Add new modes, whatever it is. <sighs> King J said, Biggest problem I have with the BR is you never know if you hit one bullet or all three, which just makes it inconsistent. One-shot weapons, you always know exactly how much damage you do. That might be one of the first takes that I can respect for this debate. The reason I say that is because I fucking hated the Halo 5 pistol. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you want one of the biggest hot takes from me, I hated the Halo 5 pistol. You want to know why I hated it? It's two reasons. One, I think it was one of the worst looking competitive weapons, period. It's a fucking sidearm. Okay? And I know my logic is very flawed right now, but just bear with me. This is all in my mind. This is my opinion, damn it. I thought having a, a fucking sidearm as your primary weapon in a competitive title was the dumbest thing in the world. And the other thing is, I was just fucking bad with it. So, <laughs> there you go. That's why. That's literally the only two reasons why I fucking hated that weapon. I thought it was stupid having a sidearm as a primary competitive weapon, and I fucking sucked with it. There you go. It's, I mean, it's fair. It's fair if that's for you. I also didn't like that you could like cross map with a pistol. It you know? felt so stupid. And this is also, oh, this is going to be, this is going to sound terrible too. I'm actually not though tools. I'm actually not though, because what I'm about to say next is going to piss off a lot of people. Oh I, no. I also did not like the halo one pistol. Just going to sprinkle that on there. Just going to sprinkle that on there too. But again, you want to know why? Because I was fucking bad with it. I was fucking bad with it. Nag boo this man. <laughs> That's fine. Everybody boos me on that take. I, I have a couple hot. I have a couple hot takes when it comes to this shit. So if I don't say them very often, but those are a couple of them. Go ahead. Uh. So a couple of people said if the if they change the body of a Halo Five pistol to just be a DMR, would that been okay? It would have been better. 
Just I told you. I told you. My logic is so flawed. My logic is so flawed. And also, this is coming from somebody who actually liked the Reach DMR um, No Bloom No Sprint. Because that game was competitive then. Okay. Yes, the DMR was a fucking laser beam, but at least it was a competitive title again. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, uh, one shot by X, welcome to the live show. Uh, and thank you for the follow a while ago said all they had to do was change the shooting characteristics of the H five pistol into a DMR body I'm telling you, man. Oh, Goliath. Oh no. I hated the bloom. I hated it. Um, Shook says, what do we think about the shock rifle? I've never seen an FPS with anything like it. It fascinates me. I like it. I, I enjoy it. And I love how they're reducing the amount of ammo in it or they're going to later. Later. Season three. Not season, of HCS. Season three of Infinite at the earliest. Yes. I love how they're going to reduce the ammo for it. I think when you see a player, that is a popping off weapon. When you see a player pop off with that weapon, it just looks so fucking cool. And there's, and you have the added ability to, um, to shoot like pads on the ground for like added mechanics. Love it. I love it. But like Tool says, yes, you can see why the pros hate it. But I, I just, I love the idea of reducing the ammo in it. Love it. Flying Dog and Sailor, welcome to the live show. Thank you both for the follow. Greatly appreciated. Um, Carnage says, fuck it. Put a needle rifle in the game and make it the starting weapon. Get the fuck out of here. Um, but no, like, I yes, I am, I am fucking dumb when it comes to the Halo five pistol a, because I was bad with it. Like I could never keep up with, this is the halo boomer in me. I could never keep up. My old man hands could never keep up with the young guns on that game where like, I, I just, I never got it. I never got that pistol. Excuse me. I never got that pistol. I would always miss the last shot always. And a part of it was probably mental, well, part of it was obviously skill. Like it, it just never clicked with me, but yeah. And I also thought it was really stupid in my mind, in my mind, I thought it was fucking stupid that it was a sidearm as your primary weapon. I hated it. I hated it. Dash. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show says, what do you, uh, what do you think they will put on maps instead of sword? Maybe nothing. Do they have to, that's the question dash. Do they have to put anything because the players weren't using it anyway? Can't you just take it off and leave everything else alone? Hear me out. This is random, but it's well known that repulse can work against uh heat wave shots. Saw eco do it. Uh, wait, but is it well known that repulse can work against heat wave shots? Saw eco do it against formal was mind blown. Repulsor continues to blow my mind every day. I mean, it kind of makes sense since that is a projectile weapon that ricochets. That's Agreed. pretty cool. Put a gravity hammer, see how the pros feel for shits and giggles. That fucking thing's terrible. Um, Flying Dog says, hey, uh, hey there, what do you think of Shady being exposed as well as, uh, boo, boo, I don't know that person, whenever both were supposed to be upcoming talents? Flying Dog, two things. One, I appreciate the follow. Welcome. Two, not going to talk about it right now. Reason being, I feel, Will, did you see anything about this? I have not yet. Good. We're not even going to talk about it right now. The reason we're not going to talk about it right now is because I feel like not everything is out there right now. Um, 
the reason I say that is because we've seen the individual under a burner Twitter account take clips from Shady to try to prove his point. Then also we saw another individual buy the buy the alleged cheats to then prove that person's point. But then we also saw other players come in and say that, no, I actually use left trigger to zoom instead of stick to try to prove their point. Okay. Tool says, I feel like everyone's jumping like it's hundred percent when it's not best not to muddy people's names. We are not going to talk about it right now. Flying dog. I appreciate the question. I appreciate you being interested in something like this, but we're not going to speculate. We're not going to talk about it right now. Not all the information's out there. Okay. Thank you. Oh my God. Akusa says the repulsor is an accurate representation of people dismissing my messages. That's great. That's great. Um, okay. Let's continue on here. <laughs> Sorry, Will. Um, Spartan says, I don't think for view. No, here's me. This, this is literally me. Spartan says, I don't think for viewership purposes, it should be a Magnum. People watching and confused why they're using a pistol as a main. And I think, and think it looks dumb. Hey, casual over here. Casual. <laughs> we need something that shoots like the halo five Magnum, but is skinned as something more fierce and satisfying in my opinion. Hey, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spartan guy, I actually agree with him on something. Um, that. I, I agree with him on other things too, but that's besides the point. That being said, changing the starting weapon isn't going to change much with the current sandbox being as saturated with weapons as it is, which is being updated. Okay. Um, I barely die to a BR as it is. Frosty says, personally, I'd rather have a five, uh, five shot precision weapon. But I'm the current state, but with the current state of the game, the biggest issue is the sandbox. So changing the starting weapon wouldn't be that crazy. The gameplay and the maps are so heavily influenced by the current sandbox. We can barely tell if a map is even good or what starting weapon would be good. Even Aqua uh, Aquarius is dominated by equipment, nades, and only one power weapon. Okay. Um, Spartan replied with, I literally can't tell if the BR or the maps are good because of this Fiesta shit we're playing. I barely die to a BR as it is. If we had a five shot weapon, I doubt I'd die to that any more than a BR with the current sandbox. Here's where Tashi came in. Tashi said, we're working on toning it down a bit. We'll share more once we've got it. Once I've got confirmed info, hoping to get stuff in before Charlotte, but not hundred percent locked in yet. And again, we got the article today. Um, if you missed where we talked about the HCS maps, modes and settings article, we talked about it at the beginning of the show, check out the audio version or the YouTube video. Um, there you go. Frosty said, thank you, Tashi. We'd love to help iron out whatever can be changed. I think simple sandbox changes could be huge for the competitive state of the game. We got nothing to lose anymore anyways. And Tashi said, there's plenty to lose in my opinion. And yeah, we know the feedback. We are now doing the work and trying to get it out the door. Magic said, uh, fuck it. Give everyone the mangler. Fuck no. I mean, if everybody has it, no, absolutely <laughs> not. I mean, there's a reason why they're going to remove it, you know? Completely. What does sandbox mean? Uh, Goliath sandbox means the weapons, equipment, uh, grenades, everything that is on the map. All of the weaponry you have to use, right? So like the tools in the sandbox, the toys in the sandbox. That's, that's what it means. 
Yes. Um, Tashi then put another question out there. A little out there, so just play along. If What if you could choose between the two? Assume they're well-balanced. One might be better in some situations, and the other would be better in other situations, but it largely evens out. And not even related to this, but Eco said, tune into these 1v1s. You guys need to turn on footsteps. You don't even need game sets. You just need a headset, LOL. And Tashi said they're getting adjusted. And we already talked about that as well. Uh, Dash, if I didn't say so already, um, thank you for the follow and welcome to the live show. It says, what do you guys think the update to the sniper means for hip firing? I think it'll be... It should be better, right? You would think so. If there's if there's been random weird projections off a of hip fire, might see a couple more no scopes. Maybe. Uh Akuza says, God forbid they add loadouts. Hey. Uh, I don't know if I want to say that other hot take. Never mind. What if they just give you the bandit and the BR to start off with? So you could have the five shot precision for close to medium and the BR for long range. If it Okay, hypothetically speaking, if they're 100% balanced with one another, then sure. Then they could go back to having a primary and secondary and ranked and be in, in competitive and be done. You could, yeah, sure. If they're, if hypothetically, if they're 100% balanced with one another, then I don't see a problem at all. Because then you could, like, like Tashi said, <laughs> depends on the situation that you're in. You could be like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, Carnage says, I don't hate loadouts. Always got to use what I wanted. <laughs> I'm telling you, people sleeping on Halo 4, man. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. People are sleeping on that game. <laughs> oh, man. Terraform, God damn it! Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I won't go there. It's okay. It's okay. Well, let's get into some regular news. <laughs> oh. Will, you ready? Yep. Unishek. Is looking for feedback. Bye. Unishek. What's one aspect, current or future, of Halo Infinite you'd like to learn more about? Onset said arena competitive map design objectives. Tools said, I think learning about sp how spawn logic works specifically would be awesome. I agree. I'd really love to learn how the pit spawn logic works because it doesn't. And then Halo Data Hive says API availability. That'd be great. That'd be great. That'd be great. It would be. Shook says, my cat puked up something nasty the other day that reminded me of Halo 4. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we know how you feel, so that's fine. God damn it. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Oreos. Taste sweet victory is sweet, sweet victory. Yeah. SpongeBob. Oh, yeah. Bubble Bowl. Greatest fucking things ever. Yeah. Taste sweet victory with special edition Xbox Oreo cookies and delicious prizes. But guess what? In the United States, you ain't getting shit. This is by Marcos Waltenberg of Xbox. For the first time ever in 22 countries, Europe only, Oreo will be releasing special edition packs with multiple new cookie designs, bringing together the iconography of Xbox with the deliciousness of Oreo. 
These limited edition cookies will bear the Xbox logo as well as the iconic ABX and Y controller buttons alongside a directional arrow. By scanning the Oreo Xbox special edition cookies and by cracking exclusive cookie combinations inspired by the cheat codes hidden in games throughout history, fans can unlock a range of prizes. Entering the baked-in symbols in the correct sequence can unlock exciting exclusive Oreo-themed in-game content such as armor packs and vehicle skins like for popular titles like Forza Horizon 5, Sea of Thieves, and Halo Infinite. Oreo Xbox Special Edition cookies will be available from January 2023 at locations in participating countries available whilst stocks last. And guess what? You know what the skin looks like? Hmm. Cookies and fucking cream. Oh, that's pretty cool. That looks amazing. Why the fuck are the two best coatings in the game are tied to nail polish and Oreo cookies? Let me just say that the Xbox, that the 343 marketing team and the developers working on these skins, wow, do they deserve a raise because they look amazing. Holy moly, aggressive arapa and mock. Thank you for the follows. Welcome to the live show. The pit remake is a remarkable map. It truly shows how great Halo Infinite is in competitive play. Nothing says strategy like spawning into the void. If you disagree with my bullshit troll opinion, that's too bad, but you're wrong. Hey, it's okay. The, the spawns are shit on the pit. Uh, Shook says people in the UK handing out codes today been trying to find one. I also need to get one. I also need to get one. It looks so good, man. It looks so goddamn good. How could they only give it in Europe? Uh, because they, it just depends on the promotion that they go, that they've got going on. You have an Oreo tattoo. That's fucking awesome. That's, that's sweet. You got a code because you always predicted you in top four and you're always wrong. Let's, we should reach out to Europa Halo because we got our, uh, we got our, uh, nation's cup predictions, right? Next year's the year. Shut the fuck up. I, I love, I love you, Garrett. I love you. Quadrant is going to shit. You mean shit the bed? Oh, that was mean. That was a little too aggressive. Sorry. That was mean. My bad. I just want the European teams to do better. I want the Mexican teams to do better. I want the Australian, New Zealand teams to do better. I want all of them to do better. I want all of them to bring more and more, more and more competitions, more and more to the competition. Aggressive says that's my job. LOL JK. Hey, welcome. And it is your job to be aggressive. Do it up. baby. You're going to shit your pants when you see the roster. I doubt it, but you know, good luck to him. Got a Mexican team in the snow down. Hell yeah. Danny. Will, that's it for the regular news. It's time for Cod of the Games. Watch. You see the coding? Yeah, it's freaking sweet. Isn't it amazing? It's like a Hershey's cookies and cream bar with blue as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean that this. in a positive way. How do I get this? <laughs> You have to, like I said, let's reach out to Europa Halo and be like, hey, if you buy a shit, we'll pay you back. Two codes, please. Optic Texas, the roster has been announced. 
Shotzi, Illy, Scump, and Hook. He's back. Dashy, dash not out of there. Hook has been that player that's just bounced around the last couple of years. Yeah. I'm I'm wishing them the best. I really do hope this means better for that team. Not just saying that because I'm a fan of the organization, but like it is Scump's final season. Go out with a bang. Bringing Hook back in there. I'm excited to see what they do. Where's APG? He's on Optic. What do you mean? Yeah, we're talking about Call of Duty right now, Goliath. Sorry. Yeah. Cod. And other games, Budge. Sometimes other games. Not all the time. Just sometimes. Just sometimes. That's it for Cod and the Games Watch. It's time for Will's Adventures with the Mailovers. Another games too. Will, what did you play? Oh, my God. It's in all caps. Holy moly. Oh, yeah. I just the caps lock was on. I just rolled with it. Uh, Call of it. Duty Modern Warfare 2. I am camo grinding and I hate myself for it because it's shipment 24 <laughs> 7. It's driving me insane. But you're leveling up guns, are you? Oh, yeah. I got yeah. tired of not having meta guns in Warzone and I'm finally leveling up guns and getting attachments unlocked. And then I was like, well, I might as well go for platinum on SMGs since I'm rolling through them all anyway, and they're all max level, and I just have a f- some challenges to complete um, to get my gold and platinum camos. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, my Warzone duo partner is currently in Ireland. He comes back on Wednesday, and I'm, I, I'm just ready to get out of multiplayer and play some Warzone. And then... Playing some God of War Ragnarok. I'm not super far in the story, but still kind of just chipping away at it as much as I can. And it's it's pretty good. No spoilers because it's semi-new. So I won't say anything yet. Sweet. What about you, Josh? What did you play? Well, first, more breaking news. Not really breaking news, but Callus brings up a really good point that we kind of glossed over because we're so hyped up on the updates that are coming. Callus said the following, I think it's a nice step in the right direction towards a more balanced competitive experience. I'm just wondering why the decision was made to still keep four rockets on the pit. I don't know. I'm not really looking forward to that. If that's going to be the way it is Four rockets. Yeah. It's always, it's four, not two. It's four on the pit. Yeah. It's always been four on the pit ever since the pit came out. Um, the world is Tony's and Revan. Thank you both for the follows. Welcome to the live show. Cause if whoever at three, four, three hates it, yes, there has to be just one guy. You know, what's funny. You know, it's there funny. I'm be. not naming names. I'm not naming names, but if you've been paying attention for weeks of this show, I'm not name dropping the guy, but just look at, uh, look at ranked FFA. And that tells you all you need to know. That all you need. That's all you need to know. Love Halo too much to not hit that follow button. Thank you so much. Welcome to thank the live you, show. You. Good to see you. Revan says it's going to take HTS another two months to nerf the green gun and lower ammo on some other guns. LMAO. We're, we're not here to be negative. All right. And I also don't say that it's like, we're fucking here to like, you know, kiss HTS and three, four, three's ass because that's not the point either. But like, 
there are a lot of good updates. Yes, we obviously wish things were sooner. It is what it is. But like you know, you you take what you get. You know, you can you can yell, you can scream into a void, you can be upset. But the fact of the matter is, you get what you get, and you provide your feedback, and just know that they are listening because believe it or not, they are. Um, but yeah, if it still stays four rockets on the pit, that is not good. So hopefully that gets changed because that'd be fun. Uh, last Halo I played was Reach till this year. Imagine my surprise so quickly getting into a toxic relationship with 343. Oh boy. Oh boy. On a positive note, excited to see what City's going to announce for events. Absolutely, Revan. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Very excited as well. Bring one to Minnesota. Okay. I also, I, I played some Halo Infinite. Uh, got the ultimate challenge completed for the Black Visor because I missed it the first time around. So excited about that. And now that visors are cross core, can't wait for everything to fucking be cross core. But you know, regardless, you know, we take what we can get. So good shit, Josh. Good to hear. Okay. I played some Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now I only need the Violet exclusives to complete the Pokedex. I have like, I have 373 out of 400 or something like that. Pokemans. So that's a lot. It, it's a, it's a big boy and carnage. If you're still here, I think he actually did complete his. So good on you. Revan says we'll do unspeakable things for a Chicago event. That would also be cool. That's, that's pretty close to us. I mean, I'd take a Chicago event. At least it's a drive and not a yeah. fucking flight. I mean, even Kansas City wasn't that bad. It was a straight shot down. 12 hours? Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Good shit, Carnage. I'm really close. I'm getting there. Oh, six hours. Yeah, it was six hours. Yeah. Or 12. That's way 12 good. total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm um, still playing Chained Echoes. And if you haven't played Chained Echoes, you should play it. It's on basically every platform. It's on Game Pass. We're not, it's not an ad or anything like that. But you should play the game. It's fucking awesome. Hope all events are either on the West Coast or East Coast. I want the Midwesties to suffer. Tools, I want you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's funny. We're Midwesties, come on! It's funny he says that, considering the work. It's funny you say that, considering your hype around the KC event tools. Huh. Yeah. How does it feel when the shoe's on the other foot? Bitch. <laughs> oh, huh? boy. I take back my congratulations earlier. Oh, on your degree, motherfucker. Just kidding. I love you. Congratulations has been given back. And uh, we do need another. We need one here. Have it at the armory. The Minnesota Rocker already had one and it was fucking awesome. We did a Halo Major at the Armory. Make it happen. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. I don't think the venue's big enough. Oh, I think it's fucking big enough. If it can house a COD event. Yeah, where do you put all the booths, though? Downstairs. I guess the Where pit, Challengers was. The pit would be smaller. Yeah. That's cool. You have main stage on the upper floor. And then downstairs were challengers. What's I mean, hell, even all the booths were down there anyway. 
And Challengers was down there, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Downstairs was huge. It's just not cohesive. You know, you had to go up and down. Tool says con events are really small compared to HTS. They literally had one at Raleigh. The, the same, same venue. Center. The same venue. God. Seriously, though, like one could work at the armory in Minnesota, like easily. It could absolutely work there. Absolutely. Revan says, side note, the armory is amazing. Been there for uh, multiple music shows. Thank you. Thank you. See, Revan gets it. The venue's great. Um, Carter says, and hatch another forward of Charmanders and still no shiny. You know, if you run, if you really want to make someone mad carnage, um, let, I don't know how many shinies we're talking about Pokemon now. I don't know if, how many shinies you've caught just randomly out in the world, but I've caught three and this is with no sandwich, no shiny thing because I don't have the completed Pokedex. I've caught in three out in the open world. Um, Rengar, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. I caught a gold Magikarp, which obviously I evolved into a red Gyarados. Uh, I caught a green. I mean, they only have one color when they're shiny, but like I caught a Stantler, which is green. And then a Teddy Urso, which is green as well. So if you really want somebody to be mad, you can make snag mad really easily by letting him know how many you've caught. You haven't come across a single one. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. This guy reminds me of Durs from Workaholics. Is that a compliment or not? Is that a compliment or not? Who's the actor's name that plays him? It's a compliment. He's hilarious. Thank you. Also, welcome to the live show. I appreciate it. I was there for Gyarados. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Sorry to talk about Pokemon. Um, yeah, I'm really close to completing the Pokedex. I'm really excited about it. And apparently I'm the only person in the group that has caught shinies out in random. Just happen across them. It's hilarious. Anders home is the actor. Oh, I was hoping it was going to be a, what's his name? Oh, he is funny. All of them are funny in that show though. Um, regardless, my cousin has found three of them as well. I think she's got less hours than me and I'm at 30 and I'm at 32. I don't know, man. Let's form a fuck you Josh group. No, it's all about fuck you, Maddie. Come on. We have a thing already for the show. It's called fuck you, Maddie. God, get with the goddamn program. That's all I played. Let's get into some shout outs. <sighs> we can do fuck you, Maddie and Josh. You guys want to know a fun, a fun little thing that will, I'll let you tell it about the merch that, like the, that we're jokingly going to do. Oh, we'd have Josh wear a fuck you, Maddie shirt to an event and Maddie wear a fuck you, Josh shirt to an event. And it was just going to be great. And I was going to video them meeting and pointing at each other. So it's already been in the, in the thought process, you know? So it would be really funny if we did do that though. All right, shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. I gotta fucking bring it up right quick. We got a list. We got a list, man. We got we got the list. Um, holy moly, we got the list. Okay, uh, one shot my ex. Um, right at the end of last week's show. Don't don't think I forgot. I didn't. 
Um, Bullerval. I apologize well in advance. Uh, Ginger the Grim, rookie FTW, Fally, Battle Snipe. What's her? Um, Bizobi, B is buzzing. Oh, God. CHX, Marsala, Godzilla, Sunzel, Sloss God, Alpha Sparta 1, that guy Raiden, Salvatore, Kudos, Risky, Akira, Mortally, The Number, Strung Beans, S-Bot, I think it's Laid Kid, as a matter of fact, Shook World, uh, J, Ikuza, Fearless, Bliss, Zap It Almighty, I Slay Goliath, Sailor, Flying Dog, Dash, Mock, Aggressive Arepa. The world is Tony's, Revan, and Rengar. Thank you all very much for the follows. Tools, I do love you. I do love you very, very much. And then also, shout out to Ginger the Grim with the Subarino. Godzilla with the Gifted Sub. Thank you both for the subs. You both get a woo! Literally crying, crying in the club right now. Aren't you playing Apex? Are you playing Apex right now? What the fuck are you talking about in the club? In this club. In this club. And then also, shout out to everyone who is a patron at the semi-pro and higher tiers. That includes Jordan. Heavy rainfall, elated dartboard, just Josh and Carnage. And Daddy? There you go. I put a daddy on your name. You excited now? Thank you very much. And if you guys don't know about our Patreon, yes, we're going to shill for ourselves in a second during the plugs of the show, which Will's going to get to. Yeah. But that's it for the shout outs for the community creations of the show. Halo memes every day, red.com, front slash r, front slash halo memes. Go check it out. That's all I got. Therefore, Will! Do, yes. me, do me a favor. What's that? Plug the fucking show. Oh, of course. Uh, like Josh just mentioned, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Talk, where you can get extra benefits to the show. If you'd like to become a supporter, we have a $2 tier. No extra benefits. You're just a monetary supporter of HDS Pro Talk. We do have our semi-pro level. Um, at this tier, you have... Uh, I'm not going to read that all again. So you gain access to an exclusive monthly audio podcast that will be dedicated to non-Halo-related things that... We enjoy and we just want to talk about the first the first episode that we're gonna do of it is gonna be funny. Do you wanna do you wanna announce it here no. just so people know? No. Okay. Be a surprise. All right, second one. Participate in a monthly QA with the host of HES Pro Talk. This will take place in our Discord channel. Um, you get your private Patreon only Discord channel in the HES Pro Talk server and a direct shout out as Josh did earlier. At the pro level, you'll gain access to everything before, as well as a monthly exclusive video series called Pro Talk Plays, where we will play a some sort of game together, either Halo or random, and make a video, uh, make some video content out of it for you guys. Um, we are opening a email and voicemail, <clears throat> so you can send us whatever for the show. If it's something, a topic you want to talk about, whatever you have. That channel's open. Those channels are open for you guys. Um, we'll be doing votes for main topic of our show and then an exclusive end of the year, like thank you video from us. Indeed. And at the GOAT level, um, again, everything before and then a monthly series titled Play With Pro Talk, where once a month, randomly chosen patron, 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 words will, at this tier will get to play either campaign or multiplayer in the Halo game of that patron's choosing with the host's 
of HTS Pro Talk. Um, there's some stipulations there, all listed on Patreon. Go check it out if you're interested, want to support us a little bit more, or want more content. It's let's. It's going to be a good time. Tool says, what tier to get a guest spot on the show? Uh, schedule. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Schedule. So no tier tools, but uh, go fuck yourself. I want a guest spot on the show. I'll fly out and drink and, and talk Halo. Hey, that'd be cool. Thanks. You have to pay for everything, but you know. Yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get a, we're gonna have to get another microphone set up. I mean, that was always the plan, right? Bigger desk. We giving goats guest spots? No, we're not giving goats guest spots. Calm down. We can room at Will's house? No. <laughs> not happening. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. The rest of the plugs. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HGS Pro Talk. We're on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others like Josh's favorite. Pocket Cast. Leave Hashtag us, not an ad. Leave us a review and let others know about the show. Join the Discord. Join the community discussion. Link is provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show on our link tree on our Twitter. It's free to join. Go check it out. Community discussions going on there. A lot of great things. A lot of uh, other games, too. We've been really into Marvel, Snap, and Pokemon lately. Yeah. Um, Yes, you know, need for speed. We're getting into with uh, carnage and uh, Fox. So go check out the discord. I uh, forgot. It's you talk about Pokemon that uh, I forgot to add. I started Pokemon white as well Because oh. we were having a conversation in the discord, like people playing through mainline Pokemon games. And I'm like, I never took the time to play black and white and black and white too. And now I'm taking the opportunity to do so. Join the discord. There you go. Um, we have a Twitter you know, HS Pro Talk, just search us up. You'll find our logo there. And all information pretty much goes to Twitter for find us. Find our logo there? You'll find our logo. It's a picture. So you find our logo, and you'll know it's us. Okay. I don't know. I'm being weird right now. <laughs> we have an Instagram. Our logo is right here, too. Yeah, yeah. Not real. Not real. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh you know, my God. that was the first time we hit hands. We did. We? we did. Usually we touch feet. This time yeah. we touched hands. If you want to catch the VODs, go check out YouTube, youtube.com slash HS Pro Talk. If you want to catch us live Mondays, 7 p.m. Central Time on Twitch, twitch.tv slash HS Pro Talk. Um, we have a TikTok. I haven't done anything with it yet, but it maybe. Uh, website, HSProTalk.com actually re redirects you to another site called EvolvedHalo.com. Your home for Halo. And this is run by the fine folks over at Podcast Evolve. Make sure to check out their great shows titled Podcast Evolve, Mission Debrief, Halo TV Plus. Book Club, Builds with Blocks, Halo Headlines, and Halo Gear Guide. Wonderful people over there. And be sure to give them some love. Do it up. Love them. Love us. Love each other. Fuck you, Maddie. Tools, you absolutely knew that it was fake. There's no fucking way that you didn't know it was fake. You've been here how long? And now you're just being a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how else to do it. Wait, if dead ass about it, no fucking shot, dude. Well, it ain't. Carnage, though, Carnage might be coming in clutch with uh, something that is real. Um, so stay tuned for that. We're going to see. We're going to wait and see. And there may actually be a real logo up there at some point in time. So just stay tuned. Dead fucking ass. That's crazy. That is fucking crazy. But yeah, this is a, do you love how like perfectly positioned it is within the four squares? It's like we make sure that happens every single yeah. show. Yeah, it's Fox. Oh, I mean, Fox. I'm sorry. Fox too quick. My, I'm so fucking sorry. But Fox, 
uh, might come in clutch later as well. It actually works. I know it's great. It looks great. Oh man. All right. All right. Is that, is that it for the night? I think so. All right. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I love you tools. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 268 of HTS pro talk. Again, if you came in towards the later part of the show and you want to know our thoughts on the, uh, ranked and HCS changes that are coming tomorrow and in the future, that's at the beginning of the show. Um, and you can go ahead and check out the audio version of the VOD with that. Those that are tuning into the live show right now, thank you so much for doing so. Hope you guys had a great time. Thank you so much for joining the discussion and thank you as always I know I sound like a broken record, but thank you as always for keeping things civil, keeping things respectful and, and actually adding to the conversation as well. Um, I know the whole point is to have fun on the show, but it is great to know that we have a, we have a community here that just wants the scene to get better, just wants the scene to grow and just wants to talk about it. Love that. Um, for those tuning into the audio version or the YouTube VOD, thank you so much as well. Hope you guys are enjoying and feel free to leave comments on the YouTube channel. Uh, like Will said earlier, join the discord, join the discussion there. We just keep it rolling, keep it flowing. And yeah, this weekend is the Spartan snowdown. And who knows if the rosters are finally going to be announced by then. Fingers crossed that they are because we're so close to the beginning of the actual season. Balance changes are right around the corner. Some of them starting literally tomorrow, AKA Tuesday, because we record on Mondays guys. I'm I, there's a lot. It's really easy to be negative about this scene. We know that we see it all the time. You see it on Reddit. You see it on Twitter. You see it in Twitch chats. Like it's, it's really easy to be negative about this game, but, and again, we're not shills for three, four, three or anything like that. We're not sponsored. We're not paid by anybody. The thing I want to say is, is that it really does. I, I was scared. I was scared that it felt like we were going down the route of halo five all over again where it would take a year or longer to get something changed for the better for the competitive scene. And it really feels like we're getting away from that mentality. And I say it all the time and I really want people to understand this. I know everybody, I know everybody knows that there are real people that are working on this game day in day out, that there are real people that love working on this game. There are real people on the HCS team, okay? They have lives outside of working on the game, working on the competitive scene, whatever it may be. What I need you guys to understand, if you don't already know, is that they are listening. They are always paying attention to what you are saying, okay? And they're looking everywhere. They're looking on Reddit. They're looking on Twitter. They're even in people's Twitch chats. Believe it or not. And they're actually taking notes. They're not just sitting there idly by being like, oh, that person's fucking stupid. They don't know what they're talking about. That's not what's happening. They're listening to you. 
sure, depending upon who you are, they would wish that you would convey your frustrations in a more respectful manner. It's not everybody. But the fact of the matter is what you need to understand is that they are listening and they are gathering that feedback and they're trying their damnedest to actually work on it. And this blog post that came out today was proof that they are listening and they are acting upon it. I literally saw firsthand in Seattle at Worlds uh, last year, literally saw firsthand an individual's Apple notes and everything that they had jotted down for over the course of the event for feedback. They're listening, they're paying attention, and they're trying to act on it as much as they possibly can. Please, please understand that. And that's what I want to leave you with tonight. Real quick, Arav and James Jarl, thank you guys for the follows. Welcome to the live show. I'm sorry it's right at the end here. But ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 268. Hopefully we have a lot of good things to look forward to with year two of the HCS. And we'll see you in Charlotte. That's going to do it for us. We'll catch you next week. But until then, bye-bye.